Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn the 12th parak of Masech Shabbos with Mishnah Dalit and Mishnah Hay. And as we began yesterday talking about the rules of Ksiva B'Shabbos, the writing on Shabbos, we noted you have to do something significant. What is significant when it comes to writing? So our Mishnah told us two letters. You have two letters, that is considered significant. Now we're going to learn the following Mishnah. Therefore, if in one forgetting, you forget that it's Shabbos, and you write two letters, Aleph Gimel, you are liable to bring a carbon chatos. So now, not only that, but it's whatever sort of a dye or ink you use, you're going to be chayev. So whether it's with black ink, with ornament, which is some sort of yellow, vermilion, which is red, gum arabic, which comes from the sap of trees, ferrous sulfite, which is iron-treated syrup, a sulfic acid. Essentially, the mission is listing off a number of things that will leave a permanent mark, and that's very crucial, as we'll see in the next Mishnah. And Tosas, by the way, on the, on the Gemara here, adds in numerous other, other inks that in order for the ksiva, in order for your writing, you have to be liable, not only do you have to do something significant, which is write two letters, but also what makes it significant is it's long-lasting. It's, it's going to last a long time. Now, how long is a, lo- a long time? There's a bit of machlokus about that, which we're not going to get into right now, but suffices it to say it has to last. And therefore, the Mishnah is quoting permanent, uh, permanent inks. Of course, nothing lasts forever, so it, it could be a couple of days. It could just be to the end of Shabbos, like Tzviya. It could be, it has to be, let's just assume for now, it has to be something we're going to call permanent that's going to last for a while. And therefore, all these are inks or or all these are different things that will cause well, that will cause the letters to last for, for, uh, permanently. What if you write two letters, but you don't write them next to each other. Rather, you write one on one corner and one on the other corner of a wall where they meet each other. Or on two pages of a ledge, you open a book up, write, write, on page one you write one, and on page two you write the other, so they're opposite each other, but they're not on the same page. So here as well we're saying that so long as they can be read at one, read, read at one time, so it's considered one word. We don't really care that it's on two different surfaces if it can, it can be read at once. The implication obviously is that if it's on two different pages, it probably wouldn't be an issue. Again, rabbinically it's an issue, but not on the level of Doraisa. Akosa Abasarchai, one who writes ink on their on their skin is liable. Why would you think they're not liable? So the answer is because generally this, the ink on your skin will come off very quickly. However, the uh, the Rambam points out that the reason the ink on your skin comes off has nothing to do with the fact that the ink isn't permanent. It has to do with the fact that you're using your hand, your hand is warm, and it will cause the ink to fade very quickly. But the ink itself, it's the same ink that you, the same permanent mark you use on a piece of paper, which will never be erased, is what you're writing on your hand. It's just that other circumstances will cause the ink to fade away. What about if one takes some sort of uh, needle and they scratch letters into their skin? I'm sorry, I was sorry, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar said, you're because that's a normal way to write. Apparently, that's what people do. Tattoos. Rishua Potter, Rabbi Shua says, you're exempt because this is not a normal way to write. Speaking of normal and abnormal, let's see the next Mishnah. Here are, following, here are the following uh, inks or liquids that are temporary, and therefore, because they're only temporary, even if you write two letters, you're not liable on the level of the Arisa. Kosovimashkin with liquid, um peros with fruit juices, but avadrachim avak asfarim used uh, dust or powder from scribes, or anything that does not last, Potter one is exempt, again because it's not going to be permanent. 
What if you do it in an abnormal abnormal way? So you put the pen between your fingers and you turn your fingers up, upside down so that the, the back of your hand is facing the paper. If you write with your foot, with your mouth, or your elbow, or if you write a letter next to next to writing, that's already extant. As in, if I let's say I, I, I have the word A on the page before Shabbos, and, and then on Shabbos itself, I just write B. So now I have two letters there, but only one was written on Shabbos. So in all these cases, one is going to be exempt. Now it happens to be that the Gemara points out, what if I write a letter, and even though it's only one letter, it has tremendous significance. What would that be? So the, Gemara, the case of the Gemara is, let's say I have, I have a Sefer Torah, and the entire Sefer Torah is written, but the last word, the last letter, excuse me. I don't have the, in the Yisrael, if it ain't called Yisrael, I'm missing the Lamed. So if I write that Lamed, I've now completed the Sefer Torah, which means that Lamed now has tremendous significance. And the Gemara tells us that that's a case where, in fact, even one letter, because it has such significance, one would be liable for writing one letter. However, in our case, in our Mishnah, here it's just a regular piece of paper. The A is there from before Shabbos. The Aleph is there from before Shabbos. And you're adding the Bays or the B because on Shabbos. And therefore, even though it's read together, we still look at it as uh, only one le- one letter. It happens to be this another machlokus uh, and the Rishonim. If when we say you're liable on Shabbos, if it's only with Hebrew letters, Shuris, or even the Western alphabet. Not we're not going to get into that machlokus now, but that is something that exists. If you write uh, a letter on top of a letter, if you trace letters, uh, so there's let's say it's, it says Olive Bays on a page, and you reach and you retrace it. This looks the cost or you intend to write a ches, and the way in which a ches is written is you have two, it's two zions, and then it, they meet together, having some sort of a structure on top. It's a structure, funny word. Having some sort of a, a connection on top. So you do the two zions, and then you never get to write the ches. So now, now, now you only have two zions, which now you have two letters, but you only intended to write one letter. If you write one letter on the floor, one letter on a beam in the ceiling. If you write in two walls of the house that are not next to each other, or two columns of a ledger which are not next to each other, they don't touch each other. Potter, in all these cases, you're exempt because of they, they're not read together. What if you write one letter with an abbrevi- as an abbreviation for a word? Sometimes the, the word Hashem will be just a Dalit. So in that case, Rabbi Shub ben Becerra says, you're chayiv. Why? Because it's as if you wrote the whole word. No, you're potter, because at the end of the day, in reality, you only wrote one letter. So yes, it stands in for a word, but ultimately you only wrote one letter, and therefore you were exempt. I wish you all a wonderful day.